So we're going to talk a little about um, the what makes us all one, what makes us all united, um, and the fact that we're all united. Um, let's let's talk about it from the perspective of something in the parsha this week, a beautiful piece and a beautiful story, where in last week's parsha ends off and concludes with discussing the different gifts that the Nesim, that the leaders of each tribe gave to dedicate the Mishkan. And immediately following that, this parsha continues with um, the discussion of the Menorah, of Aaron lighting the Menorah. And the Rashi um, points out, the Chachamim say, um, Rashi points out, that for, based on the Medrash, that the fact that the Torah immediately follows after the dedication of the Nesim, of the leaders of each tribe, giving a Karban, um, giving their, their gifts towards the dedication of the Mishkan, it leads con- directly into the lighting of the Menorah, there must be some flow and some connection. And it's almost like it's random. Like we go from the, each of the Nesim giving their thing to all of a sudden lighting the Menorah. What is the connection? Rashi explains that actually Aaron became slightly, he doesn't use the word depressed. So I'm not going to say depressed, even though I just said it. Chol Shodaita, he says. He says he became um, weak-minded. So what does that mean? Weak-minded? Let down. Let down. <laughs> let down. He felt let down. His mind became weak. There's all there's a diuk, the way Rashi writes it. But he became, he felt, he felt uh, um, weak in his mind as a result of what happened. Why? He complained and he said, if you look, each of the tribe was represented, each tribe was represented by a Nasi that donated something towards the dedication of the Mishkan. But his tribe, Levi, wasn't represented with any dedication. Aaron said, we weren't a part of it. Every single tribe got a part of it. They each got a day, by Yemashini, by Yemashlishi, they each got a day to bring a dedication. But us, Aaron, he said, he felt left out. He felt like maybe we're not worthy, maybe we're not a part of the whole dedication. Where's our place? So, immediately following the dedication, Hashem sensed this um, weakness of mind that Aaron was experiencing. And Hashem told Aaron, don't worry. There's nothing for you to worry about. He told Aaron, your part in the Mishkan is going to be much greater, is much greater than anything of what the other tribes did. Your part is much stronger and greater than what any of the other tribes are doing. Why? They all brought a, sp- a specific sacrifice, um, different gifts to the dedication. Aaron's job, which is what the Pasha opens up with, which is lighting the menorah, your job with lighting and preparing the menorah to be lit is something which is tremendously greater um, than anything of what any of the other tribes did to dedicate the Mishkan. It's and every as you, day instead of one. What? It's every day instead of one. Okay. So we're going to see what, what exactly is it. But, it's, but Hashem told Aaron, therefore you have nothing to worry about. There's no place for your weakness of mind. On the contrary, you have a greater part and a greater contribution than any of the other Nasim, any of the other tribes. So the obvious question is, what is going on? Right? What are we dealing with? We have each tribe giving uh, uh, different karbanas, different gifts towards the Mishkan. We have Aaron lighting the Menorah. I mean, the two different things. One is bringing karbanas, one is the Menorah. But what is, what is going on here that Hashem's comforting Aaron, so to speak, with lighting the Menorah? What is there about lighting the Menorah that makes it so much greater than anything of what the other Nasim did? So it's really said that it was every day. It was an everyday thing. Okay? I mean, he was telling them, you guys, the other Nassim did it once. You're doing it every day. Without the menorah, you're nowhere, right? It's forever. Without the menorah, you're nowhere. You need a lit. Without the menorah, there's no light. So, uh, there wasn't. Okay, the menorah wasn't for light, but yeah. 
becomes an hour limit, right? So there's many, many different uh, ways to approach it, but I'll share one insight. Um, and based on the, another nuance is that the Torah, even though the Torah already discussed in Parshish Turma, the building of the Mishkan, the Torah went through each part of the Mishkan describing how it should be built, the measurements, etc. The Torah again, Hashem feels it important again to mention here about the unique building um, and manufacturing of the Menorah. What was unique about the building of the Menorah? What set the Menorah apart from any other piece of the Mishkan? It was one piece. Uh, it was one piece. It was built out of one block of gold. Meaning other pieces, it was okay to weld and mold them together. Meaning you take different pieces and you mold them together to fit the description that Hashem gave for that object. The menorah was unique, where Hashem said, that no, the menorah has to be made from one solid block. That solid block should then be carved and um, made into the exact, all the details, where there are many different details in the menorah with the cups and the flowers, um, all the different, um, uh, different pieces of the menorah shouldn't be made separately and m- welded together. It should be made out of one piece of gold. And it was such a difficult thing to understand that Moshe, Moshe was bothered by it. To the point where Rashi points out here, that Hashem had to show Moshe, Hashem had to show Moshe a menorah of fire. Hashem showed Moshe an image of the menorah because Moshe didn't understand how, how it's possible to do it. How is it possible to take a block of gold and make it into all these different details? Um, it was hard for Moshe to understand. But what I want to focus on is that um, when the menorah was built, it was built out of one block of gold. This block of gold had a stem. We created a stem. And from this middle stem of the menorah branched out. That's how the Torah describes it. Branched out all the other branches. So you had the middle stem, and out of the middle stem branched out to one branch, another branch, six branches, the middle was, was made at seven. Now each of these branches that branched out, if you look at the menorah, right, you wouldn't be surprised if you were told that it was welded together. You don't see from the build of the menorah that it was something that was made out of one piece. We know that's how it was supposed to be made. When you look at it, right, if, you, if a goldsmith, if someone came to look at the menorah, they would, the first thing that would come to mind is that these were different pieces which were welded together. That's how you connect stems like that. If you have branches, different sticks, then you build a middle piece and you take other pieces and you weld them together. So although Hashem instructed that it should be built as one piece, but when you look at it, it doesn't seem that way. When the menorah was lit, something very interesting happened. When the menorah was lit, we're told it was almost miraculous, that the menorah was lit, um, all the candles, all the flames were directed towards the middle. All the flames faced um, and were directed towards the middle. Meaning, when Aaron lit the menorah, what was expressed and what was seen and what was brought out to everyone is that yes, even though the menorah on the outside externally looks like seven different branches welded together, but once it's lit... It became, it, 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 it expressed to everyone that it became one. It became one piece with all the lights shining towards the middle, being lit as one, um, bringing out that it's really one piece. What does this all represent? Which was the job of Aaron. <clears throat> what it represents is that each branch of the menorah um, is associated, Kabbalah and Chassidus teaches, is associated with another type of Jew. We think we're all one Jewish people, but there's many different types of Jews. No one's, no one's the same. And one Jew may be more um, loving and more kind, and another Jew may be, may be more harsh. And, uh, and it's also in their approach towards Judaism and godliness. One Jew does it out of more of a, an affection. Another Jew does it out of more of, of fear and awe. 
And there's many different ways every Jew expresses himself. To the point to say Hillel and Shammai, they, are, they were the biggest debaters in Judaism. And they each debated, they had a different perspective on almost every topic in Torah because of where their soul came from. That each of them had a different energy and different way they approached Torah. Meaning, although we're one people, one nation, and we're united as one, right? We, uh, but we all, we're, we're very different. Each branch of the Menorah presents the different types of Jews. And, but... This is why it was so important that the menorah be made out of one piece. Why? Because although there's many different types of Jews, many different branches, and rightfully so, God made us that way. He wants us to be that way. Everyone should stick out with their individuality. Everyone contributes a different piece to the Jewish people. But no matter how many branches there are, they're all, they're all, they're all made from one piece. Because at the core, we are all one. Yes, the way it's expressed, the way it comes out, you have one branch going one way, one branch going another way. Each branch looked different in its size and in the direction that it went. But we all come from the same core, from one piece. And this is not only at the start, at the beginning of building the menorah, but even at the end, once it was lit, Aaron, so to speak, brought the, ter- brought the menorah to its completion. Aaron, by lighting it, that was Aaron's job. His job wasn't just to light the menorah. Lighting the menorah means, meant that Aaron was bringing the entire Jewish people to their completion Showing uh, even all these Jews going each different direction, one in this direction, one in that direction, each feeling and, and approaching everything a different way. But Aaron, by lighting them, brought their light together, showing how uh, even though they each go in their own direction, even at the end, they can all work together, work hand in hand, and work for the same goal, for the same purpose, and feel as one. So this is why Aaron's job was greater than any other piece in the Mishkan. I mean, there's much more to it, but this is just a, a practical and very um, uh, insightful explanation that Aaron's job was greater than anything of what any of the, of the other Nesim did. The Karbanis, any other part of the Mishkan was huge. But Aaron's job to light the Menorah every day, what he was doing every day was every day again, every day again. Showing how even though there's branches going in every direction, even though there's Jews that express themselves in many different ways, like that song, um, uh, uh, not, not, not his other song, that the Breslev and the Litva, you don't have to be a Chabad and one Mashiach, you don't have to be a to learn Torah, that everyone... Um, <laughs> That everyone goes in different directions, but at the end of the day, at our core we're one. At our core we're one. But the bigger chiddush is, not just that at our core we're one, but even once we, we stick out, even once we stick out, we could be brought together with our enlightening the Manera, being able to bring everyone together, even in the way they express themselves, and even in the way we each behave differently, we can still um, find a way to merge and become one with each other. This is the huge job of Aaron. So we have to acknowledge Aaron's, it still happens today. We become one. He's recording. It's the background music.